0: Hello and welcome to my live to spark podcast. I'm Erica Thio Etienne. For the past 15 years, I've been helping to empower individuals to reach their work and personal goals through sharing know-hows, lessons learned and cultivating healthy mindsets so that they can improve their processes to generate the best outcome. In recent years, I've helped mid-career women to reach their life, career and family goals by inspiring them on their journey of self-discovery, so that they can become individuals that are more engaged to lead a fruitful life. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools, and ways to develop a healthy mindset that can help you to become more successful, overcome challenges, and setbacks in life. I believe that every woman has unlimited potential to find her shine within her own areas in life. So join me in this journey, and Live to Spark together! Hello and welcome to this episode. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we witnessed many people who have lost their job during this period. They could be our friends, our family, people we know, sole breadwinners, loyal staff that were with their company for 10 years, 20 years and counting. Through no fault of theirs, all these were driven by the sudden imbalance to the world's demand during the pandemic. The world was suddenly divided into necessities and non-necessities. Suddenly, the way we do things changed, and the change occurred at an accelerated pace. People were let go from their former positions either because there was suddenly no demand, or the nature of the work changed to something that required more technology related skills, or it was made redundant by technology itself. This showed a need to continue to keep up with the times, to learn and pick up skills that are relevant or needed moving forward. And it's not just techie skills but soft skills like leadership, collaborative skills, and the ability to communicate cross-disciplines. I'm a firm believer in learning and education. As a hobby, I picked up cooking and baking skills by serving Pinterest, reading recipes, and when the pandemic set in, for example, I was able to cook a variety of food at home, and it did save us a pretty penny. We felt comforted we could still enjoy a variety of meals together as a family. Of course, formal education is still necessary. It sets up a base to structured learning, and in the times I grew up in, that was believed to translate into good jobs after we graduate. I remember one of my art lessons in primary school was to draw my ambition. I recall drawing a nurse, holding a very big injection needle in one hand, dressed in a white clean uniform, complete with a cute white little hat on top of the head coming from a poor background spurred me to study hard, exceeding my mom's expectation to score well enough to apply for the Special Assistance Plan, otherwise known as SEP school, after my primary school. I could tell she didn't think too highly of me because of the secondary school choices she made me fill in the application form before the primary school leaving examination, which is the PSLE results were released. I wanted to prove her wrong and I did make it to top five secondary schools in Singapore at that time. I continued to work hard on my studies and made it to one of the top junior colleges in Singapore and the triple science dream. With the newfound confidence in my ability to study, I gave myself permission to dream a bit bigger. I upgraded my dream job from a nurse to be a doctor. The impression of being a professional, well-respected, knowledgeable doctor and the first one to be a doctor in the family was a dream to me as a teenager. But I lost focus on studying during my teenage years. Most of my JC classmates, even my mass girlfriend then took on special papers, which were called S-papers in the school. I'd rather avoid more homework and additional classes after school hours. Instead, i spent spend my time on other frivolous things in life, such as being with my boyfriend back then. I happened to watch Saving Private Ryan on television one day, And after the first 10 minutes of the movie, there was a scene. I vaguely remember it was the scene of a fierce fight on the battlefield. A medical officer was running towards one of the fallen soldiers, and in an anguished tone, he was shouting towards the direction of the enemies. God damn it, give me a chance to save this one! While his hands were working feverishly trying to stop the bleeding from the fallen soldier. It was in that moment, I questioned if I was able to do that. To demonstrate that spirit of just wanting to save lives in critical moments. The rest of the movie went by with a blur. I couldn't pay attention to what I was watching as my mind was creating my self-limited belief. I told myself I don't have the spirit of that ammo in the wall to save lives. It may sound incredulous now, but there was a self-limiting story that was weaved from the inside of my head that I gave myself to walk away from my dream of being a doctor. In hindsight... As I use my lens now and look back to my 16-year-old self, I can hear myself exclaiming so loud in my mind, Why? Why in the world did I give up that belief that I cannot do it and walk away from my dream? For the months that followed, I felt lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, stuck in finishing my college years of triple science. I lost focus studying. I didn't pay attention to class. At worst, I just passed my tests and exams. Eventually, I passed with an average score in class Uh, and saw most of my JC classmates making it into medical school. I shunned most of my classmates who all did very well unsurprisingly because they are all smarter than me and put in more efforts. I just felt so inferior. Staring at my results, I thought, what next in my life? I accepted I cannot do engineering with my disastrous results in physics, my English is not excellent, and my general paper, also known as GP, sucks big time. Dentistry was also oversubscribed by triple science stream students who did much better than me, but didn't make it into medical school. I had this belief that students who really wanted to become doctors but were unsuccessful due to their results, or maybe luck, were settled for something in a related field like dentistry. Looking back, I'm sure there are also students that really aspire to become dental surgeons and who really want to render their professional services to people's pearly whites. But dentistry just wasn't for me, as I had no interest, and so I passed up on that option. Finally, I concluded, maybe another profession like architecture might work. I sat for an aptitude test with little to no preparations beforehand to apply for architecture school. I can't even recall what I answered in the aptitude test. But they accepted me. So looking back with hindsight, when COVID-19 happened, it may be a blessing in disguise for me that I didn't make it to medical school. I see the personal sacrifices made by the medical professionals and workers, the long hours, and the gruelling personal protective equipment they need to don in order to work, while I could still work from my dining table at home on my laptop. I deeply admire their resilience to carry out their call of duty through the pandemic. Nobody knows if I could have done the same in that position. I am thankful I had a relatively easier working condition compared to those in the medical field. I learned that it is important to remain focused in life if you have a dream and keep working on them. Whether it is a big step or a small step you take, you will be nearer to your dream every time you act on it. I wish I had a trusted adult I could talk to and guide me back when I was 16, when I was bold and when I was dreaming big. That someone could have nudged me and dispel me from that self-limiting belief I have created for myself. Maybe I would have done something very differently from today. Today, I have a child that is growing up faster than I've liked. Whenever she shares about her dreams or what she wants to do, or what she believes she cannot do, I hit a pause button to listen. I'm learning to be encouraging, to try to dispel any self-limiting belief if I do spot any. I think it's important she has a chance to try. If she never tries, she never knows. So to you who is listening into my podcast now, and you have children, stepchildren, nieces and nephews, or even friends from a younger age group, I urge that if they share their fear and want to give up on their dream, please help them to hit the pause button for a minute. Spend a bit of time to help the young minds dig a little bit deeper. Was it a self-limiting belief they created? Because something triggered them? Was it a fear of failure? Was it a false perception there is not enough resources, money perhaps, that they stopped dreaming big? I ask you to please reach out and help them. A few words to help sort out their thinking, coaching them may alter their course of life, the way they do things, and maybe it will impact on the way they see themselves. In the long run, I believe it will help them in their self-confidence, to be more aware of their thoughts. And that could do a lot to help them to build their self-awareness. It will help them to try to work and be nearer to their dreams. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Now if you'd like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programmes and e-commerce products, come on and visit me over at live2spark.com. That's L-I-V-E-T-O-S-P-A-R-K dot com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list over there. Because once you're subscribed, you'll become one of my live to spark family. Life has always got twists and turns. You can learn to go with the flow, breathe deeply, and remember, we will live the spark together. Sending you my love, and I speak to you soon. Bye for now.